0: Hey, Chili's. We have another really exciting episode for you today. Before I get into my guest, I do want to remind everyone our Patreon is up. We started posting that content. Our horoscope is live for May. So some fun, creepy, cryptid horoscopes horror for those that are interested. It's really fun. And we have a lot more coming. Uh, we have games all scheduled and ready to go. So if you're not part of the Patreon family yet, you, there's definitely time. But hop on because there's a lot of fun stuff. You can find where to sign up for the Patreon on my Instagram at Real Chills Podcast. There should be a link tree that shows you where the Patreon is, our merch store, all of that fun stuff. Now, for our guest, we had a pet psychic on the show who talked to my cat Darcy with me. It was a really nice, pleasant experience. I had so much fun. Uh, She's really great, she's really sensitive, and I do feel like she she got to the bottom of who Darcy is, (laughs) my cat. So, all in all, just a really fun episode. Her name is Hannah, or Bridge to Connection, on TikTok and Instagram. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. You're listening to Real Chills with my guests. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I am so excited for our guest today. I found this person on TikTok. She is a pet psychic. Today we have
1: Hannah. Hannah, how are you? Yay, I'm great. I'm really excited. This is my (laughs) first podcast.
0: Yay, congrats. You're going to be great. (laughs) I can already tell. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we always ask our guests the same question. And it's when it comes to the paranormal, where do you, you stand? Are you more of a skeptic or a true believer?
1: I am most certainly a true believer from... Personal experiences to just being around a lot of really amazing people that have had a variety of experiences. Um, So no hesitation from me at all.
0: Yeah, that's I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm all in, and that's really cool. And um, before we get, because you are going to do a session with my little tabby cat Darcy, I did want to ask, how did you get into this, or how did you discover your gift?
1: Yeah, I had a really interesting lovely childhood and I feel thankful to even be able to say that statement but I had really powerful experiences with animals from a very young age and I think as a lot of people experience you you grow up and you're told either explicitly or you're picking up from the environment all these messages about what's acceptable um, and what is either right or real and you just lose bits of your, of yourself maybe along the way. So I'm very happy to be reconnecting with parts of me that were kind of muted for a little bit. And in the last couple years, I, something just really huge kind of opened back up. And I took some courses with trusted friends and was able to kind of snap back into it. And I talked to people's animals. That's so cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very jealous. I have so many questions. So you feel like when you were younger, you had a really strong connection. And maybe as you got older it it lessened due to like what people expected of you?
1: Yeah, I think I I've talked to a lot of people that um experienced some major cognitive dissonance in zoos, um, even as children. Whoa. Okay. Of you you see these magnificent like beings that are so constricted. And when you have those moments, like for me, I had a lot of them with gorillas and orangutans and the big cats where you would make eye contact and something would go off in your brain like this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't how this is supposed to be. Sure. And so I definitely had those moments very young of this doesn't feel good. Something in my heart is like, "Mm, this isn't great. However, I will say I am very pro conservation. So sure. Not all zoos are, are horrible and there are some species that are willing to talk about uh, where they are best taken care of and things like that. But I think my, my mother was allergic to everything with fur.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: my, my experiences with animals were more wild than domestic. Sure. And um, we did have a bunny and we grew up with birds, um, which were great, but I just wanted more and more exposure and we didn't really have that option so that was really hard
0: oh yeah that's it's gotta be do you have like a specific story of like the first time you realized what was happening like do you remember what animal it was and what they were trying to say to you
1: I have thought about this a lot I was obsessed with cats as a child.
0: Me too. I was too. (laughs) I was, yeah,
1: they were like my thing. Uh To the point where this might be incredibly controversial on any podcast, but I loved the musical cats as well. (laughs) 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 So there was something about like just all these artistic experiences too. And I was a music kid and I'm a professional musician. And so all of those kind of like culminated, but all that to say, I do think it was actually a dog. That was oh, my first experience. And in first grade, when I also realized in the same experience that I was allergic to that dog.
0: Oh, no. That's such I a bummer. I think the dog was,
1: it was very much a bummer. And I think he was trying to let me know, like what was going on and help me kind of get back into my body because it was a very kind of dramatic reaction. Um, yeah. So I think about that often. I'm like, huh, I think I was. I was experiencing a lot more than I was able to realize at six. It's in that so
0: moment. interesting that, because I follow your TikToks. I love them. They're so interesting. And it's just that the understanding that it seems like the animals have, like that this dog knew you were having this experience and was like, oh, she's a baby or she's a child. She's going to need some help navigating this. That's so amazing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they, they are very, they're, their kind of compassion is like a different spectrum Another of level. compassion. Yeah.
0: I, I really love that actually. <laughs> That's so mm-hmm. sweet. Um, well, before we get too far off, cause I do have more questions for you, but do you want to start the, the session?
1: Yes. I'm so interested in what Darcy wants okay. to share.
0: <laughs> okay. So what do we do? How do we,
1: <laughs> so you don't need to specifically do anything. I'm just going to take a second to check in with her. And kind of see how she wants to communicate with me. Uh, sometimes it's it's a lot of words or images or bodily sensations, but she she's definitely very interested in in language. And she also, how old is she?
0: She's like five, round Okay, five that's yeah.
1: that's how old my cats are too. Because she feels developmentally, she's like, oh no, I know what's going on.
0: Oh, she always, even when she was a kitten, she was very bossy. Yeah.
1: I love that. She wants to, and of course you can share any questions you have specifically, but she wants you right off the bat to know um, how important like vocalization and like, like using, using sound and using like texture and all these things really is to her. She likes like getting into gritty earthy experiences like the feeling of playing the feeling of texture seems to be a repeated thing she's just really loves sinking into all those sensations and she feels like you do a pretty good intuitive job of noticing that and of kind of helping her follow through with things she's initiating already does she like playing is she is she a pretty hands-on player she's yeah
0: she um she gets kind of goofy like sometimes she'll like hide like on a step and then jump out at us or um She gets kind of bored of like the toys, like we'll do the toys for a while and then she won't actually jump, but she'll like swat, (laughs) you know?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: But I could see with the earth, like she. of course she loves our couches and chairs. We're always like, ah, Darcy, no. So when you say texture, that's what it makes me think of. She's always like digging in something or scratching on something. So that's Mm -hmm. definitely a big part of her life. Um. So yeah, I think more like, like trying to scare us or like jumping out at us more than like with the toys it is she's kind of lazy yeah as we're saying this she's scratching a couch
1: (laughs) she's like I'm getting into it right now Yeah. she's
0: already doing it yeah
1: (laughs) yeah she like I think with what she shows her levels of expression she feels comfortable expressing yourself in a variety of ways and it feels like it's she recognizes that it's appreciated which is cool she's like oh yeah this gets a response from the people (laughs) it definitely does yeah (laughs) um when you got her can you just tell me a little bit about how you got her
0: yeah so um when I first moved to Philly I was actually I lived alone it was a new city I was I was in a kind of a low point I was I was really super lonely and I had been talking to my little brother about wanting to get a cat but I wasn't I wasn't like 100% there yet. I wasn't actively, but seeking one. And he, his friend, just her cat just had kittens. So one day Mm. he's like, Meg, I got you a kitten. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it was kind of like an unplanned, but planned um, because I really wanted one. But you know, it's kind of scary to jump into something like that, you know, especially when you're alone and you're kind of sad. Mm. Um, But she was so important to me. Like, She really helped me through like that first year or two where I was just kind of really lonely and didn't really have anybody. And, you know, it's scary living alone. So having a cat there to kind of blame noises on and everything was nice. So uh, it was stressful. um, My apartment didn't know about her for a couple months because again, it was so fast. Mm -hmm. So I snuck her into the apartment. So I think I was very anxious. I hope that didn't like affect her (laughs) too much, but it was- Her
1: biggest- Oh, sorry, I didn't mean. No, to cut No, no, continue. Yeah, her. Um, she, I I was curious if she, if she was with you her whole entire life because she, she mentions developmentally from from kitten life to now that there was a lot of learning like with you and developmentally she felt like she was actually learning things at the same time, kind of according to your pacing, so that it it kind of lined up well. Mm. So if you had her from when she was a baby yeah not a lot of well people get kittens but there's a lot of rescue cats in this world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot so i'm glad that you were able to jump right in even if it was kind of surprising and the yeah <laughs> yeah being in charge of any life is inherently a little terrifying
0: i was scared well i and she was so little i mean she was totally fine. I did, I could give her wet food. She didn't need like milk or anything, but I just was always so afraid I'd find her like stuck somewhere or something, but mm-hmm. cats are pretty, pretty sturdy. It turns out they're okay. You can leave them yeah. somewhere and they won't yeah get hurt or anything.
1: And she feels really confident in her body. She's really present in her body. Like she's, she's got it figured out. She understands how she moves. She understands the impact it has on people. She, she says the only thing that she has noticed over time about her body that she doesn't totally think about the consequences of are her, uh, just her claws in terms of interacting with people. She likes digging in. Like she likes, Oh yeah. yeah. Like with people. Um, and it helps her feel close and like with very present with people. Sometimes she says she'll start to kind of do that thing and dig in a little bit. And she's like, Oh wait. This is uncomfortable for them, (laughs) maybe. She does do that.
0: And I do like, ow, Thirsty. I love you, but ow. Yeah. She definitely like needs, but like she grips a little hard when she Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: Some cats are really aware and don't actually ever push their claws out. It's interesting. There are a lot of cats that have learned to just swat without.
0: Oh, yeah. She doesn't do that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: She's like full, full on primal in it. Yeah. She's, and she's, she she adores you so much. She's so creative um, with her thinking. So she thinks, and to give you a little bit of her very cat-like perspective, she thinks in color, like she thinks in terms of ideas and concepts. She is just very artistic and it's like if she were a human, she would make mood boards all the time to be like, oh. I don't know about... <laughs> the feeling maybe that I can show you like with this piece of art, kind of this collection of how I am existing right now. And that definitely helps her work through stuff. So she uses, yeah, feeling and color and texture and all of those levels of sensory things to really understand where she's at. And she feels really confident in her process. She seems like a really confident cat in general. I love that.
0: Oh, she's, she, I, uh... I, she knows what she wants and she's not going to take no for an answer and she's not really friendly. I don't know if you're,
1: okay. that, I, she really likes you. Yeah. She really likes you. Yeah.
0: Does she like, uh, I don't know if you can even tell us, but she, my boyfriend, we've been living together for a couple of years now and she definitely didn't. He's good. He's, <laughs> it took some time, but mm-hmm. I think they're close now. She lets him hold her and things like that, which is a big deal but anyone else it's a, it's a, but we think it's cause she's scared. Like she's not mean. It's never like she's like attacking people. It's more like, ah, like running away. Like doesn't want.
1: Yeah. She like with her relationship with you, she feels like you guys have worked out a pretty comprehensive contract with one another of this is how we're going to show up for each other. And even if I can't do all of these things for myself right now, I'm going to make sure that I'm respecting you and what you need and just kind of like see each other. So there's it's there's a lot of a lot of commitment in your relationship, but also not pressure that makes you want to back away from each other. And sometimes in really committed relationships, there can be that pressure of I'm so scared of what could happen that I am not going to do anything now because I feel a little paralyzed by the to-do list or whatever it is that's going on. So she feels like you guys have come to an understanding and the idea of doing that with another person is incredibly exhausting for her. Oh, um, I see. She's just not as interested in in widening that kind of relational like web. But with your boyfriend, she
2: You there. Come, come into the garage. What What's happening? Why? What's happening in there? Get in the garage, my dude. dude you're not. Move. Cl- Dan, I don't know. Dan, move closer to the garage. Come on. It's me. I'm, I'm not on this show, but it's our friends, Luke and, and Jeff and Mike, and they do a show about music. Um, it's called Get in the Garage. I'm trying to do a thing here. Dan. Oh, it's a podcast? That's way less creepy than I would have thought you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dan, come to the garage where we talk about all things music. And all things fun with my friends, actually, from home. It's fun that they're not comedians, right? Like, it's weird to get, like, a different example of humor from normies. Yeah, people like things. Normal people that like things that, like, aren't, like, hate themselves from comedy, which is, I think, a glittering uh, a glittering example of what this podcast is. It is Get in the Garage with Luke rovers Mike Thresher, Jeff May. They're all great. They're all got amazing uh, hot takes, stories, opinions about the world of music right now. It's a celebration. It's a celebration of rock and roll and, and all things beautiful and, and joyous. Yeah, check out Cat in the Garage. comes out every week on the Wasted Robot Network.
1: She feels like he's actually kind of cat-like in um how he thinks
0: (laughs) that's really funny oh my god okay sorry i'm yelling
1: (laughs) no it's great yeah a lot of boyfriends are you know you see a lot of the like i'm the gamer golden retriever boyfriend yeah we love them we are glad they exist but she sees something in him that she relates to in a way where it's not like they have to talk about it or like form a comprehensive contract They're just like, oh yeah, I see that. Like I can, I could totally navigate that, but I don't have to be in it all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like much more emotional and he's, he's loving, but he's not like, it's not overbearing. It's not expecting of things. So when you say that, it makes a lot of sense that he's kind of cat-like or like, you know, he likes to hold her and of course he loves her, but he doesn't like have expectations of her to like cuddle up to him or anything like that. Mm -hmm. He understands the relationship Mm -hmm. for sure
1: she does enjoy, she does enjoy physical contact with you. I'm not sure how much she initiates it, but it seems like she, that feels very safe and good to her.
0: Oh, well we, (laughs) she, so she always, she does like a little squeak, like she's like, but we still pick her up. And then once we're holding her, she's totally fine. But, Mm -hmm. um, and I can tell she likes to be with me because I've been working from home. And she's always in the room that I'm in, like, we might not be touching, but like now, mm-hmm. even this morning, even though it's a Saturday, when I opened my door, she ran straight to the office, like it's a little work day. And I'm like, no, Aww. we're off today, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. yeah, she feels comfortable. I mean, yeah, she feels she doesn't feel bogged down by any emotional responsibility. Um, She does. She, she understands. I know that you're a comedian as well. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She, she generally like understands what you do, but she, she is almost wide-eyed about it of like, you do things and then like late into like the darkness of the day, you do like more things. And then you come like that, that whole kind of schedule. She's like, wow, that seems that's a lot. And especially the, cause she, she really enjoys um, nighttime. That's a interesting energetic time. Like she, a lot goes on in her body when it gets dark. And that's the case I think for a lot of cats, but she almost takes it as a challenge of like, what am I going to do with this now? Like, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. So I think with you, I don't know how often you're out of the home at night, but she That's kind of a replenishing time for her um, where she kind of fills her tank back up. I'm asking if there are any secrets she wants to share about her nighttime fun. I think it's a lot of, just a lot of movement and almost like investigation. She likes exploring, but she also likes discovering things or being like the first to find something. That's so funny. I love that. She's kind of a little huntress.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any specific questions you've you kind of wanted answered going into this?
2: Um I don't know.
1: I I think the
0: big one you answered was like, because I ask her all the time. I was like, I'm always like, Do you love me? Are we good? But I think you answered that one already yes. because yeah. she's um she can be a little standoffish. It makes me feel better that you say the thing about her enjoying time to herself, because even though I am home all day, like there is a little bit of guilt when I like leave her Mm. alone, especially because it is so dark. Like I'll turn the lights off and stuff. I'm like, I hope she's cool. So that makes me feel better because she is definitely wild and active at night and causing a ruckus (laughs) wherever she goes. I don't know. I mean is
1: there anything,
0: I mean, this is an awkward position to put you in, so I understand, but like, is there anything I could be doing better or?
1: Oh yeah, no. She, she does. I don't know how personal you want to get. There is one thing about emotional regulation she's brought up. If it's too much, I can
0: edit it. If you know what I mean? Like we can
1: cut it out. Yeah. Okay. She feels like, um, so in terms of your guys' kind of co-regulation, a lot of cats will not define themselves by one role, but they will kind of throw out, this is kind of my mission. This is what, why I'm, I'm here and what I'm being expected or called to do. And a big word for cats is transmuting. And I like to think of it as being an energetic recycler, like, and a lot of that, like the purring on like your womb or on your stomach or things like that, it feels very helpful in regulating for people. Um, and then they kind of move it out. And I think that's definitely a part of what she does with you, but she's mentioning in terms of how you kind of regulate with her. She sometimes feels like you hold back um, and she wants you to feel like you can lay it all out there and then trust her to discern what she can handle. Okay. So in terms of either expressing emotion or um, like fully letting out what's actually going on instead of kind of editing it to feel. (laughs) reasonable or whatever the thing is yeah she just wants you to know that she's got you like she's got it covered and if if it's too much or if it's something not too much but if it's something that she can't maybe pick apart right there in that moment and be a helpful cat companion with she'll she'll let that go and return to it when she can't yeah so that that was the biggest thing
0: that's really interesting to me because I really feel like she knows when I'm sad Like, I feel like if I'm having, she's not a needy cat. She's not always hands on with me. But if I'm upset, she's always like on top of me, like Mm -hmm. sitting with me and doing, like you said, like the purring. And she does help me a lot. Does she know that she helps? Like, I would (laughs) like her to know that because there are, there have been plenty of times she's been with me like before most of my friends and people that are like established loved ones in my life at this point. So ups and downs. And I do feel like if I'm having like a really bad day, she is, she's on top of it. She knows.
1: Mm-hmm. She, and she knows, she knows that she is doing something productive, just like she knows that you're doing something productive. Like she mirrors you guys a lot of like, well, of course she's having this experience because I'm having this experience. So yeah, that equals that. Like that's as, as complicated as it is to her, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, she has quite the capacity for, for your emotional experiences. And she's very committed to that. Um, And she doesn't ever feel like she's not describing anything about it being too much or being, you know, too high of expectation. She feels like you guys are supposed to be doing what you're doing together. Um, And at the same intensity level, like you guys burn at the same intensity level.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we are actually both very intense, I feel like. I do think we make a good pair. Um, Is there anything I can do when we travel that would relax her? Because she gets very stressed. Like, I try not to take her places if I don't have to, but, like, sometimes if I'm going home for a long time, I try to keep her in a space where she feels safe. But is there anything that I can do to make her more comfortable?
1: So you you take her with you on the trip?
0: Not often but if I go home for more than like for a long time then
2: yeah.
1: Gotcha. Because yeah part of her does doesn't mind being in the home without other people there. How I know a lot of animal communicators will attest to the importance of language and repetition um, and I definitely agree with that but also can be a little bit more nuanced than that just from what I've noticed so how what is your relationship in terms of verbalizing things to her before you leave
0: I think I'll say like okay Darcy it's time to get into your crate and then I'll put her in little cage and then like if she meows on the way I'll be like it's okay you're okay we're almost there you know don't worry I used to sing to her. I was such a weirdo. I like would make up songs. Like if it was before boyfriend, when she had the passenger seat, I would like sing Darcy songs to her, but
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I love not that as much
0: anymore. Yeah.
1: The only thing she's bringing up is, is that sometimes she feels surprised. So I didn't know if, oh, if maybe okay. you were mentioning ahead of time, you were doing it and maybe this, the wording wasn't quite making sense, but she does, she kind of has that wide eyed, like I was not a part of this planning or like I I just had no idea this was coming up. So
2: okay.
1: I would recommend bef- beforehand just verbalizing it pretty directly too if you don't have to get insanely creative with how you say things um in my my opinion and I'll often say with our animals I'll explain to them especially if they're not coming with where I'm going and why I'm going okay. um and like my goal To let them know, this is why I'm doing it. And this is what I'm expecting from this experience. And while I'm gone, I really want you to lean into full like vacation relaxation mode. And that's your, that's your, that's your job. So I think the surprise factor for her is there. And she just doesn't, you know, those rides, the huge drop rides at the amusement parks she that kind of sensation and that movement and i think for other animals too is very disconcerting so not knowing not even knowing like where the ground is like some of those things oh, are very intense yeah. experiences so that stability i know and with carriers it's really hard but she almost doesn't know it sometimes feels like the world is moved to an angle
0: yeah yeah i could see that
1: that's all she's showing. Does um, she
0: understand me? Like when I talk to her, does she know?
1: I, she seems to understand. She understands enough about what you do that I do think things are clicking and the intention behind what you're saying is getting there. She also, she's probably, because of how tied into your emotion she is, the state that you are in while you're talking is having an impact too so like for instance with the carrier um example if you're like everything's good we're calm but obviously like in that moment you're like oh no my oh gosh out yeah. Right now.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it's confusing but it. i mean yeah you when you're in the moment there's not a whole lot you can do to alter your complete state of mind yeah yeah
0: Because I know she, and she, again, she's a confident, sassy. So she's like, I'm not getting in there no matter Mm -hmm. what. So it is like a stressful, I think for both of us, it's always like, oh, gotta get to you. If she sees Mm -hmm. the carrier, she runs away. She's like, no, thank
1: you. Yeah. She's like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, I do wonder my, my only suggestion, just based on some of the images she's shown of the not knowing where the ground is if there is a carrier or another option that could potentially have like something that's completely not open, but where she has a lot more vision. If that makes sense of a clearer line of vision. Um, She's able to see some things in the carrier that you have, but it's pretty, it just looks to me pretty distorted. So um, is it, is it a solid plastic carrier?
0: Yeah. It's a big, yeah. The what you're saying makes perfect sense because she can see out the front but she can't see like the sides and the top. It's,
1: it's plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yes, that, that was, that's the only thing I can think of because I think if she was able to center know where her center of gravity was at all times, that at least she could tune into her body a little bit more to be receptive. Um, But before, before language and all of those other um, things are going to come through, if she's fully in fight or flight mode, it's not going to, it's not going to work. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And you know what? The same is true for humans. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to do stuff that we don't love, but it's for the people we love. So hopefully that makes Mm -hmm. it a little bit. Okay. I also, there's a lot of animals at my parents' house. So she, and she doesn't like, she doesn't like anything. So that's the other thing that I worry about, but Mm -hmm. she has so many places to hide and like space herself. So
1: I also think she understands that things are temporary when you're visiting. It doesn't seem like she, she has the concern of, oh no, we, we have to live here now because some animals, again, they don't understand the timeline and it's not communicated in a way where it's easy for them to kind of piece through what's going on, but she understands that those are visits and not. Okay, good. (laughs) Her new home. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. She, um. I feel like she needs to make a space hers. I don't know if she's t- like, she gets her cat hair everywhere to the point where it feels like it's intentional. Like it's not just cause she's rubbing on things. Like once the entire house is coated in her cat hair, then she's like, all right, I can live here now.
1: It actually, I, I, I see that. I think familiarity and knowing Her knowing that she's already been somewhere and that it's already been deemed safe, it's helpful for her to resituate her. So if she especially is in a new environment, Mm -hmm. if she's able to leave her mark in that way, then if she gets lost or needs a place to hide quickly, she's like, oh, I've already marked this like this. I already have been here. This is okay." Because she does like hiding, but it also feels kind of complicated like it's a little bit of a process for her. uh, And some of her mental health upkeep is kind of a whole part of that. So understanding she's already been in the space before committing to really spending time there seems important to her. And then of course, there's the flip side of then the other animals know that I've been here so they can back off.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting would she i guess i guess this could be my last question uh but i am glad that she knows i love her because i tell her everything would she ever like be okay with another animal in her space we are not currently right now it feels like a no but we've moved to a much bigger space so i'm wondering if because she would have her own places to hide and that could be her own but
1: i don't know she She's not jumping at that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah.
1: I will say she seems to be a little more open to like a different species maybe than a fellow cat.
0: Interesting.
1: And more so because she could maintain her role without feeling like it I don't know if challenged is the right word, but cat like pack light. It's very complicated. Okay. And she feels very established in her contract with you. So something about another cat just feels like it might upset that for her a little bit. Okay. At least now, but you can, I think you'll probably know. If you find a cat and you're like, oh, this is my cat, then yeah
0: and I don't think I like I don't I if we got another animal it actually probably would be a dog so awesome she's all set anyway because I do feel like a connection with her I don't think that like I would get that with another cat I could be wrong but I'm not really Mm -hmm. looking for that you know yeah and that's all in the future anyway long story short like with comedy right now i couldn't get a dog either, but okay. we've been talking about it and she's kind of a big concern. Cause I don't want her, she was here first. So mm-hmm. like, I don't want to put her in like a position where she's miserable <laughs> with us, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And dogs, the medicine they offer to people is so different, but also I think interspecies households are really amazing and really special. If everybody is able to be respected and, you know, keep their integrity in check and all of, all of those important things. Totally. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So if, and when that ever happens, please let me know how that goes.
0: How it goes. (laughs) It would be a small dog too. Like it wouldn't be, I think that a smaller dog would be better for her just because she can still feel like she's in control. Cause I think she cares about control a lot. Being like the head of the households, the boss.
1: (laughs) For herself and for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like she's yeah. protective of like, like me, you mean?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think she's, she feels like she's, you know, known you the longest and yep. understand you the most. <laughs> so she's like, mm, I really have to be the, you know, I'm the gatekeeper. Okay. So. Yeah. So she would have to properly vet whatever would enter. And she went through that with your boyfriend. Like that's, she did. As you said, it was a process. Yeah. So she's like, okay, yeah, if you're she ready to do him. that again,
0: but with an animal, but with an animal. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good way to look at it. It would take work, but mm-hmm. probably she'd come around. She came around with him. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just have to find a cat like dog, I guess.
1: <laughs> she would probably train them to be a cat anyway. <laughs> that's
0: amazing this was thank you so much this was so cool and you're really on the money about her personality she is a very sassy aggressive (laughs) but um I also do feel like she's loving and and -hmm. likes to be around me that was really cool Mm -hmm. let's see do you want to get so is there anything else am I is that like how do you like normally wrap these this part up
1: I normally just ask if there's anything that popped up that they don't feel comfortable leaving until we've, you know, talked anything else okay. through or something sure. like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And she's all good. She's, she's set her piece for the day.
1: She has. And she also is just really, it's funny. She, animals will express their gratitude for these kinds of things in different ways. And she's very much like, yeah, I'm glad we did this. I hope this just, you know, made her realize that she is. She's already communicating with me, like oh yeah, have, you know. <laughs> and I she's don't need like, yeah, to. she already gets it.
0: We're already <laughs> talking. That's really funny. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. I'll. She's gonna regret saying that because now I'm gonna talk to her 24 hours
1: a <laughs> day, and she's gonna be
0: like, "Turn it off. Never mind." I don't understand you anymore. <laughs> wow, this was so cool. I definitely think all my listeners should do this. It's it's really reaffirming because you love your pet so much and. You never know, like, if there's something you could be doing better or, you know, you Mm -hmm. don't feel like you have that line of communication. So it's just nice to be told, like, yeah, we are on the same page and you're doing fine. You know, it's really special.
1: Yeah. And sometimes things do pop up in sessions. I've been really lucky to just have really awesome, lovely people book these sessions with me. But every once in a while, something will come up with, you know, a lack of respect or Oh wow. Kind of and it it's a lot of times we just we do it without being intentional about it. Mm-hmm. I've called one of my cats a name that they did not appreciate and oh, they no. let me know and they let another communicator know as well as me. And I was like, oh crap. I <laughs> <We laughs> need to like, I need to be careful. I need to like watch how I'm talking more to this animal that's a totally whole being and I always, I was talking to my fiance about this a week or two ago where I was like, you know, if I told you, please don't call, and she does not call me this, but if I was like, please don't call me chunky and you still did how imagine the amount of fights or issues that could potentially cause that would be so messed up. Yeah. (laughs) And animals are having like a whole experience. They are a whole being. They, and it, they might not be experiencing the world in the exact same way, but it's not less than. So to think of, of that from, I think a human perspective, because sometimes humans need to make it about humans before they understand. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
0: think I, I don't think I call Darcy Chucky often. I might, it might slip out every now and then, but She's she's good. She has like the primordial pouch, but I don't mm-hmm. think she's she's that big of uh <laughs> she doesn't have to go on a diet or anything. Right, right. So I definitely want to ask you more questions. I'll try yeah. to keep it quick cuz I know I don't want to like you've been so busy today, so I want to be respectful of your time. So, when you're communicating, you mentioned are they showing you words, pictures, colors or is it just all across the board? It could be anything.
1: It's, it can, from my experience, be across the board. I've, because of the power of the internet, gotten to connect with a lot of other communicators. And we talk about this frequently, of kind of where we are and and how it changes over time. I know there are, you know, clairaudience, clairsentience, all these different clairvoyancy, different Mm -hmm. terms for the different senses. I feel like I function generally with kind of a combination of all of them. I've only gotten smell come through psychically like once or twice wow. and then taste like the same kind of thing. So those are not as common for me, but I do know people that get taste and smell very frequently.
0: That's intense. So that actually leads perfectly to my next uh, question, which is, can you turn this off? Like say you're having a, like a really intense day and you just don't want any messages, especially if you're getting smell and taste, like, are you able to put up a block?
1: I have learned to do that. Yes. And for all those, um, empathic people out there listening to this, you can also do that. (laughs) And I recommend that everyone does it, but yes, I've learned, I've learned, um, what I need to do personally to feel fully just myself and alone with myself and my thoughts with my own animals. I generally have an emergency call line open for them Or if there's just something they really like feel like I need to know. Yeah. And that that has usually only been taken advantage of when we're out of town um, in their home, which we've had some pretty intense experiences with that. And I'm so thankful that I'm able to communicate in this way. But yes, I think humans are not always as explicitly taught how to have energetic boundaries and consent in place. So it's easier for that to be violated intentionally or unintentionally by people, by spirits, by animals, all sorts of things. So I've I've learned to be pretty intentional about that. Wow.
0: And that um, is another great point. You also do energy work, right? Do you want to talk Mm -hmm. about that a little
1: bit? Yeah. Um, I actually, when I, I went through the training to be a theta healer, which it's very similar to Reiki, um, I'm not super attached to like the program or the term itself, but learning how to do that kind of work with myself first, and then on other people really helped me get clear with animal communication as well. So they very much feed off of each other. Um, but I, I have these really awesome sessions with people via the modality of theta, which is referring to the brain state that I'm in during that time. Okay which is very, it's very meditative, but it's um, pretty mentally active. So I can see similar in animal communication sessions. I can see with people's consent, their kind of energetic bodies, what's going on around them. And then also some physical issues. I've worked a lot with people with food allergies and intolerances, a lot of sinus allergy issues, and then a lot of menstrual pain. Um, Those are the things people have just come to me the most with, I've noticed. And a lot of it is very connected to emotional trauma, which I feel like we're not as surprised by that wow. idea anymore.
0: Uh, well, I'm still surprised. It's it's so annoying that it always comes back to that. <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to have to figure this out, but I guess <laughs> for yes. my physical well-being, I do have to tackle that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that is so intense. What would you say is the most common thing that our animals... Want to tell us when you have these sessions, Is there a common thing?
1: Yeah, a couple things. and I, I'm sure I've mentioned this online, but a lot of animals will mention that their people are already picking up on their communication. It's just that the people haven't identified that they're receiving the messages clearly, but they are actually responding to them. So that's a big mm. thing that animals affirm of. Yeah, when you're randomly watching something and then all of a sudden they're like, I think they don't have any water and I need to go fill up the water bowl. It's like, yeah, they were just reminding you. Yeah, (laughs) which is always great.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: (laughs) And then of course that, yes, they they love us back. And sometimes they'll also explain what love means to them.
0: That's so
1: sweet. We're clear on what that means. For a lot of animals, a huge part of love is respect and mutual like understanding of one another, not just affection or emotional bonding. Yeah. And there was another thing I thought about. Oh, physical illness and disease. When animals are able to articulate what's going on, a lot of them will also mention their preference and how to be heard through that process and how they would like their people to kind of be in that space with them. So not defining them by a diagnosis or like the word cancer. A lot of them don't really enjoy that word. Like they don't like to give it power. So they'll share just more about how they would like language to be um, in time around feeling vulnerable and feeling unwell.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about the fact that you probably talked to a lot of people whose animals aren't doing great at the moment. Mm -hmm
1: Mm -hmm. it's so interesting
0: how they're 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 like people they're almost to me better than people I I sound like one of those people (laughs) that are like (laughs) I'm a cat mom you know but I don't know something about being an animal I just feel like you're so much more connected to the soup the paranormal or that that other side I don't know what Mm -hmm. it is maybe it's like the same thing bringing it back to when you were a kid where they're never told that what they're experiencing is weird or paranormal. So mm-hmm. it's just the space they, they stay in. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I think I, I'm in graduate school right now and I'm, so I'm just doing, I have to, I'm doing so much reading. And so busy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of what I've been reading about and reflecting about in my program toward being a therapist is that we are so impacted at a bone level of the systems that are oppressing a lot of people. And it's wild to think that sometimes we also impose those systems on our animals in the home. But as a general rule, cats don't grow up thinking like, wow, I'm so stifled by capitalism every time I go to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have those, we have, you know, Colonialism, and I'm happy she can in. live her life without
0: having right <laughs> <to> worry about <laughs> capitalism. Even though she does work with me every day, as if <laughs> she's right. getting a paycheck,
1: right? <laughs> she gets paid in other ways that are more yeah,
0: on yeah. <laughs> treats. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I think this would be a fun, like, final question. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about your pets. What kind of pets do you have? What are they like? Oh
1: my goodness, <laughs> we have. So I moved in with my fiance a year ago. So I had three pets, animal companions, and she had one. So she didn't realize the expansion of the family that was going to happen. Sure. But so she had a a rescue dog and he is 12 or 13. We're not completely sure. Um, But his name is Monkey. And he, I saw a
0: monkey on your Instagram. So cute. Yes.
1: He's, he's, he is a sweetie. And he also, we call him a treat gremlin. He, he loves food and growling <laughs> um, and burrowing. And we respect that. We like, we absolutely, it um, but he's great. And he is a Chihuahua beagle mix, oh, which wow. is a really odd. Um, it's so just not hair. common.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you can imagine the noises. <laughs> kind of wild. That
0: explains the personality too, the sassy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: And he's he really is like a strict traditionalist. We always joke that he's a conservative um like republican. That's and so funny. That's not true cuz he's a dog, but we do joke. <laughs> he is very traditional in his <laughs> understanding his of the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my poodle, she's a standard poodle. Her name is Nix, N Y X, and she just turned 3 in March. And she is out of this world, not traditional in any sense. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, she's, we call her, we actually have a little like jewelry shop and we named it the Cosmic Poodle after her because she's, we're convinced she's from outer space. (laughs) That's her. (laughs) And then we have two cats who are from the same litter and they turn five in May. And they're named George and Cleo. And they are really, really deep deep creatures they are incredibly supportive of us and our daily lives and then also they they help me work a lot of things out in my dreams they join me in my dreams all the time wow they'll pop into sessions with other people and their animals sometimes to say something sometimes to just be like I'm just here just <laughs> uh, but they're they're pretty incredible and they definitely pushed me to think about things from different perspectives, but they, they talk to me a lot and they are incredibly loving and really just gifted cats. So they, they pushed me to start the TikTok. They like are totally they like into did. all of it. Wow.
0: They're like your social <laughs> media managers. That's basically amazing. Wow. Well, they were right. That's how I found you. I was so excited when I saw your TikToks. Do all the animals get along with each other since like, Nix and Monkey are so different.
1: <laughs> they are very different. Yeah. They all respect each other.
0: Good, yeah.
1: It definitely, everything is is shifting over time. So as Monkey gets older, he gets, mm-hmm. you know, his boundaries change. So sure. he doesn't like close proximity and Nix doesn't understand that she's in a body. So
0: <laughs> She doesn't get that she's in a body. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: But she cleans the cats. Like, I think she kind of thinks oh. she's not huge. So... Yeah. It's, we, we enjoy our family. It's unconventional. So sweet. But like it.
0: Yeah. I love that. I'm so happy. And it makes me hopeful that if I can adopt a dog one day that we can do our own little
1: respect mm-hmm. each
0: other's faces, but you know, coexist.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> well, this has been really amazing. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I had so much fun talking to you and getting to know mm-hmm. more about Darcy. And um, I feel like I feel better. I feel happy knowing hey. a little bit more. So if any of my listeners want to follow you, see your videos, or even book a session, where can Mm -hmm. they find you?
1: I am on Instagram at bridge underscore to underscore connection. And then on TikTok, it's the same thing, but periods instead of underscores. So bridge to connection. And on both of those, I have my link tree up with my website, where I also explain a little bit more in detail the story behind everything. And explanations of each session are listed and things like that. So if anyone is interested in booking, everything is open and I have a calendar up and time zones are posted because I know that's always tricky sometimes. Oh, yeah,
0: (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And I will say um, you are very affordable as far as like psychics and sessions. So listeners, I know sometimes like when I listen to these types of podcasts, I'm always like, I bet I can't afford that but I could do this. So you can too. <laughs> um, I yeah, don't know if that puts you in a weird spot, but you are no. very.
1: <laughs> I, it's yeah. really important to me that this kind of stuff's accessible. And I also added an email option for people that are not able to speak or that are very uncomfortable or hindered by connecting over the phone or zoom. There is an email option too, just so everybody, I can meet everybody where they're at.
0: That's so, that's so awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciated it.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: Find us on the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at Real Chills Podcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at Real Chills Podcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to Real Chills slash admit and tell us more. Artwork by Libby Rondell. By by Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski.
2: This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.